You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right. We're back again, this time after the uh, Dolphins' fourth straight victory. It's Victory Monday, Lewis. How are you? Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Four. Four in a row. Mike. It's going to be a habit. Four in a row. Um, we, were, uh, we were not expecting this. We both predicted them to lose. Shh. Don't tell anybody. Well, they know. All the listeners know. You know, we, we ate crow, Mike. The both I, of us I, ate yeah, crow. All right, I guess so. Yep, we did. You know. It was actually my second helping. I think, you know, I picked uh, the Ravens, too. Is that right? I, yeah. did, I did as well. As yeah. a matter of fact, I may yeah. have. No, I didn't pick the stinking Jets. I know that. No, no, no. Anyway, no. Um, yes, I mean, fourth win in a row. I mean, wow. I mean, talk about total dominance, right? They go out there and they play maybe – well, they've—it's no maybe. They played the most complete game that they've played since San Francisco last year when they went over to West Coast and yeah. Fitzpatrick was airing balls out all over the place. The offense looked phenomenal. The defense was phenomenal. This was the most complete game Don't that they played. Special since teams, special teams as well. I mean, they got us going with the block punt. Um, yeah. I mean, what a game changer right there. I mean, you know, the game's going. A little bit back and forth, you know, we had a nice opening drive, you know, we stall, uh, you know, take a bad sack, um, you know, we fumble, the ball goes, of course, backwards 20 yards instead of forward 20 yards, and we get out of field goal range because of it, and we come away with nothing. But after that, you can count on basically one hand the amount of mistakes we made over the course of the next four quarters. Um, a blown coverage, you know, where that which set up the the Panthers' one and only touchdown of the day. A couple of mishaps in regard to, um, you know, snaps by our center. Right. Uh, you know, a missed extra point by Mister uh, Sanders. Other than that, Mike, I mean, literally, I don't know if there was a bad play on the table. Uh, Tua. 27 to 31, 230 yards, touchdown, zero interceptions. I don't think he threw a bad pass in the game. I really don't. I don't think so. I mean, his four incompletions, I can't even remember them, to be honest with you. I just can't remember them. But the bottom line is is that he played a very, very solid football game. Um, you know, Waddle, you can't say enough about the day he had. Um, that average per catch was way up, almost they doubled. finally were able to hit him in space, down the field. Down the field, <laughs> Something over we've been yards. waiting for for uh, how many games have we played now? Yeah, exactly. I mean, targets 10 yards plus down the field. I mean, he had nine receptions for 137 yards. I mean, just an incredible game. It was a total mismatch for He was outstanding. Yeah. He, he, he was total mismatch for the guy he was going up against. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that, you know, I think he has the capability of doing that week in and week out. They got to put him in that position. Agreed. Uh, move him around. You know, the next thing we want to see is some, you know, fly patterns, you know, down the field, whether it be down the middle or, or down the sideline. I don't care. But, um, you know, Mike, he, he is going to need help going forward. Um, you know, if there was a negative past Waddle in the passing game is the the average per catch of all the other receptions and all the other completions um, from Tua. Um, you know, he had a total of 18 other uh, completions. And let, let me just throw this at you real quick. The yards per reception for Smite, five for 32. Uh, six yards a reception. Albert Wilson. 
five for 17. I mean, that's three yards of reception. Uh, Gusecki, the same thing. Um, three, three for 17 yards. That's five yards per reception. And um, Gaskin out of the backfield, uh, two receptions for three yards. Uh, that's, an, uh, that's a yard and a half per reception. And Preston Williams, one for four. You know, we have to work on getting the ball downfield to more than yeah, one their guy. their yards per play yesterday was under five. Oh, I yeah. Believe. I mean, yeah. throw in the running game. And, you know, you had Gaskins rush 16 times for 49 yards. That's three yards a rush. Uh, Med, five for 17. That's a little bit over three yards a rush. And Philip Lindsay, uh, who had absolutely looked great yesterday. I, well, I can't say great. But I, I felt that he had an outstanding game. He's got some speed. A little bit of burst. A little bit of burst. Runs very hard even into the middle. You know, I mean, I've seen guys, Mike, that have that outside burst that kind of get a little tentative in the middle. Yes. Yeah. He's not, that's not the case with Lindsay. I mean, right. he was going full throttle into the, you know, into that line and, you know, into the middle of the um, defense. And, you know, he, he didn't hold up at all. I mean, he was, you know, he was just going full throttle. You know what, there the was fact no- that he was out there at all is a, is a testament to him because he came in in the middle of the week. Yeah, absolutely. 12 carries, 42 yards. I mean, it, you know, they're not great numbers, Mike, but you know what? You saw the ability there. You saw the ability to create on that one run he had outside. You know, he kind of like burst outside. It was jumped I over think, a guy. Jumped over a guy, and you know, I think it was as long. It was his nine yard run. That was yeah. as long of the day. Yeah, yeah, and but he should he should have been stopped for two, and he he made something of it. He made something of nothing. You know, with Gaskin, you know, you can look at every single carry, and it's not only on him. It's you know, it's more so on the coordinators. But you can go back over the first course. You know, the first. 11 games of this season and you can watch game in and game out at uh, Gaskins run into the middle. They're identical. Every run looks the same. It's either for one yard, two yards, three yards, maybe four or five if we're lucky. But the runs, the running plays are exactly the same type of running plays. And you wouldn't know one game from the next or one carry from the next if you went back and looked at film on, on their, you know, Gaskins runs. You know, this guy, Lindsay, gives you a guy who can create something on his own. You know, he has that ability. And I'm not taking anything away from Gaskins. I think he's a very solid player. But I think that, you know, at times when there's nothing there, and this goes with our quarterbacks and even our receivers, when they create on their own, they get a ball in open space, and Waddle has the ability to, to, separate even more so after the catch, right? Um, you know, Tua has got to extend plays at times. Um, you know, this is what I'm talking about because the defense is, you know, they're, they're trying to stop you. You know, that, that's, their, that's your enemy. So it's not like they're going to give you anything. You know, sometimes you've got to, you know, you've got to make it work on your own. Let me give you some information. I'm just looking at, at Gaskin's rushes and... Okay. The two lowest areas that he's run are over the right tackle and over the left tackle. Mm-hmm. He's gone around end, but he, he doesn't run off tackle. Um, you it's know, all inside. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, you know, Mike. Predominantly. Just, I, I didn't look at numbers, and I don't look at numbers, and I don't really watch the games thereafter. There are occasions where I'll go back and, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at certain things you know, highlights and that type of thing. But, you know, I don't go crazy with it. And, you know, I just just by watching games, you know, I know what they do. They do the same thing. Yep. When he runs know, over left guard, he gains 4.2 yards a carry. That's his highest average over any position. And then left end would be second at 4.1. Right. And then everything else is downhill yep. from there. Yeah, yep. pretty much. So, you know, and again, we're not taking anything away from Gaskins. I mean, you know, a lot of this has to do with the offensive line as well. But no, definitely, and I like Gaskin. I'm not certainly not taking anything away from him. But you know, he's he's a good receiver out of the backfield, and I really think that should be his forte. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I don't know what type of receiver Lindsey is. I haven't seen enough of him, but you know, he, he's a good running back. 
And and you know what? He's he's going to be a very good player for us down the stretch here. I think he adds a different element to our running game. Um, the ability to bounce something outside, you know, and 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 be able to get there. You know, he's got a lot of quickness. So uh, listen, this is a guy that ran for a thousand yards twice in his career, and and he's not far removed from that. He's still a pretty young player. Twenty-seven. And, yeah. Yep. Still young. So you know, let's let's. Uh, you know, let's get him in in the mix here. You know, going forward, and um, I think he's going to be nothing but a positive. Um, you know, in in regard to the rest of the offense, you know, again, Tua played exceptional yesterday. Uh, he stepped up. You know, they have a really solid defense, and and to their credit, they were able to move the chains over and over again. I felt the offensive line on on two really good pass rushers did a very good job. Um, you know, how many times was Tua sacked yesterday, Mike? I think a big goose egg, right? Other than the hit and the fumble. Yes, um, I think so. That was it. Um, how many times was he pressured yesterday? Um, Not a whole lot. Yeah. It, it was under 10 times. It was on, I think it was five or six. Um, yeah. You know, so. I can tell you in a minute. I mean, basically, overall, I think they did a very solid job of, against a very, very solid defense. Um you know, going forward, as I mentioned, you know, we should be getting our other playmakers back. Uh, Parker hopefully comes back next week. And the other guy who, again, I won't mention because, again, he did not play. Uh, seven pressures. Seven pressures. Not bad. He threw the ball 31 times. Not right. not bad. Um, decent percentage of. That's very well in, compared to other games that we've played. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's Mike, you know, it's, it's baby steps at this point. Um, we know what we have to work with. I think the, the, um, the offensive coordinator has, you know, made even more adjustments. Um, they did a lot of good things yesterday. You know, we can touch, touch on, you know, the, um, the coaching yesterday. I felt that the team was very well prepared. The defensive side, the coordinator said, we're taking McCaffrey out of the game. And we're going to try, you know, and, and we'll, we'll allow Cam to beat us if he can. And obviously he wasn't able to. Yeah, and Jesse um, Davis gave up a sack. I'm sorry. Okay. So you had Newton, who, you know, I was so happy to see just <laughs> struggle incredibly yesterday. I mean, five for 21, five of 21 for 92 yards, two interceptions. He was pressured 18 times. Yep. 18 times. 18 in times. 21 attempts. Now, are you sure it, it was just him alone because Walker came in and threw the ball 10 times? Well, that's total. No, that's total. Okay, so that's total. So yeah. that's what I thought. I said, I don't think he was pressured. Because I'll tell you what, Mike, on his interceptions, well, at least one of them, I didn't see a lot of, a lot of pressure around him. It was just a horrible throw. And that, yep. that's what you have to do yep. against him. Um, not worried about him throwing the ball down the field because for you know the last couple of years he struggled quite a bit doing that. Uh, he did all last year in New England. Um, it was a very very smart game plan uh, going up against them the defensively. They they took McCaffrey completely out of the game. He averaged about three and a half yards a carry. He had one 15-yard run. That was his best of the day. The other nine carries he had, he averaged about two yards a carry. They did. Well, they heard him. He left in a walking And boot. then they knocked him out of the game, right? Exactly. And they basically knocked Newton out of the game, too. Um, so I think he knocked himself it. out of the game. <laughs> yep. Superman just got, got his ass thrown all over the place, and I love it. I love it. Not a fan of Newton. I said it on the preview show, and I couldn't have been any – any happier after what they did to him yesterday? You know, he basically got benched. Well, in the to me, it was game. it was vindication for what he did to us last year up in that up in that first game, I believe it was. Yeah, it was the game here in the first game, I believe, yeah. right? And so, yeah. anyway, you know, overall, complete game, a great effort. The young guys, you know, Tua Phillips, you know, three sacks yesterday. You know what they were doing with him, Lewis? They were moving him around. I saw that. I saw him coming from the left side Uh on one of his sacks, and that was really interesting. You know, listen, you know, Mike, you know, we can say it over and over again. The game plan on the defensive side, I felt, was outstanding yesterday. And, you know, we can go over to the offensive side a little bit. 
they did a great job. We ran the ball outside a little bit. I mean, the pitches to Ahmed, you know, on the big first down. They ran outside the tackles quite a few times yesterday, and it was something that we never do. Um, you know, the passes to the tight ends, you know, um, Smythe yesterday was just outstanding. I mean, a lot of big plays. Yeah, we were kind of asking for that. Now, I'm glad they were, they did it. I mean, we were talking about the red zone, but regardless, you know, we want to see the tight ends involved more because it works. It works. Absolutely. They were playing on, you know, they were going play action and just quick, quick hits. You know, like I said, he averaged six yards of reception. No big deal, right? But they were big, big catches at times. You know, they were extending drives. They were putting us in good second downs. You know, on first down, if we were throwing and he was picking up six yards, we had second and fours. I mean, they, they were doing a really, really good job of maintaining the football, which, you know, we weren't doing early in the year. There was a lot of three and outs. And if, if you, you know, past the Buffalo game, since then, they've done a pretty decent job of at least putting some nice drives together. And taking- well, if you, if you combine third and fourth down conversions yesterday, they were uh-huh. 50% conversion rate. Yeah, not too bad. No, not at all. A lot of that was early too, Mike. Um, you know, I, me and you spoke during the game, and I was getting very frustrated on third down because we had third down and makeables, right? We had a third and three, right. a third and five, and we were coming away with not, you know, with nothing basically. And, you know, I felt that they were doing play action and all this crap. And, you know, all they have to do, which is what they began to do quite a bit, is just have the ball snap to Tua, let him get a read, let him get a guy isolated on the outside, the inside, and he was throwing the ball to him. And it takes two seconds to get that playoff, and they were being very successful. I agree with you, and I'm going to tell you why. He's a young quarterback. When you are doing play action, your eyes are off the defense. Mm -hmm. And I think it's to a young quarterback's benefit to keep his eyes on the defense. Right. Because I I think it makes it easier for them to dissect what the defense is doing, and they're less prone to interceptions. Listen, in the NFL – when you're talking about third and threes and third and fives, they got to be made. They have to be made. They have to be made at a very high percentage. Yeah, I mean, and, the defense gets paid too, you know. <laughs> yeah, they do, Mike. But you know what? You get Waddle. He's your number one pick. You get him isolated. You throw a bunch group on one side. I talk about this all the time. And you isolate him and you allow him to beat the guy or you give him the opportunity to beat that guy man to man whether it go whether it's inside or outside let Tua read where he's going you know right away depending on how the defender's playing him and and you just throw the ball there and he they can do the same thing with Kaseki Albert Wilson whoever whatever the case may be one of the running backs just get him isolated out there and just Pick up those first downs and then go from there. Um, early on in the game, there was just too much play action, looking down the field, and you know they were taking hits. And our offensive line's just not there yet. And I don't know if they're ever going to be they're there. They're not going to be this there season. this year, right? Yeah. We, we need a few more pieces before they're going to be there. Starting with center now, whether Dieter's that guy or not, time will tell. Right. Well, Dieter, I believe, is is due back next week. I, they mentioned it in the telecast, and right. I did read something to where. He's very, very close. So hopefully yeah, we get see, him back. See, the problem is Flores will tell you they're very close for three weeks. You know, it just he, that means nothing coming from him. Right. Let's just listen. Let's just hope for the best. That's it. And, and um, you know, Dieter comes back next week, and you know, we get a couple of receivers back next week, and you know, Mike, that's a plus. You know, no matter which way you look at it, um, you know, Parker. Being on the field along with Waddle, that gives you two really, really, really good threats. Um, when Parker's healthy, he's productive, and Waddle's been productive. And then if the other guy ever comes back on the opposite side, Will you Fuller, know, you've got Mike. You're trying to piss me off now. I, aren't I you? didn't mean to throw you off. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, if we get those three guys on the field at the same time. It'll be interesting. You know, it'll give Tua some more options, you know, down the field. And, I mean, that's the only element that we're missing right now are, are long throws down the field, uh, you know, four or five times a game, you know, at least attempting them. You know, we're not seeing any of that. And 
what's going to happen is, you know, you're going to see teams and I, you know, I, I'm very surprised that, you know, Carolina, um, just, we, we just had a really good game plan. It was execution, Mike, because I think the Panthers knew what was coming. They just couldn't stop it. And Pretty that's much. that the execution, you know, to Smite, to Waddle, you know, these, these guys was just perfect yesterday. Absolutely perfect. I mean, you look at the numbers and, and they're, you know, per catch and they're minuscule other than Waddle. And Sua so, said something after the game. He says, you know, even when Waddle is covered, he's open. Right. Right. That's and those, it. Are, those are big words coming from him because uh, he's got to think that way. A hundred and ten percent he's got to think that way. And you know what? He's got to think that way against a few, uh, uh, you know, with a few other guys as well. Yeah. I mean. You know, Gasecki has the ability, Mike, you know, when he's man to man, just throw the ball up. I mean, we've seen him fail at times, but there's times where, you know, he comes up with, with great plays. And, you know, I, I think that he's a guy, I mean, he had three targets yesterday. He's a guy that's just not getting targets. I mean, forget about catches. He's just not getting targeted a lot. And I, and, and I feel that they have to target him at least six, seven, eight times a game, especially with our two receivers down on the outside. I mean, you know, yes, they were successful yesterday, but, you know, your tight end, um, you know, a guy like him, I mean, I think that they're wasting his talent. You know, I don't want to see him leave this team at the end of the season and him go on and just be dominant somewhere else. You know, I just don't want to see that and say, you see, this is the way this guy should have been used. I mean. Listen, last, last week, he had five receptions for 50 yards. The week against Baltimore, it was a win. Zero receptions for zero yards. And the week before that, four receptions, 54 yards. The week before that, three receptions for 48 yards. My point is, is that this guy, over the last five games, five games, has a total of 15 catches. That's three per game, zero touchdowns. Jeez, He's got, I, w- I wonder why they're not forcing the ball to him. I don't know. I really don't. I mean, I don't know if Tua just goes other way. You know, he goes in a different direction, and he, you know, he just looks to Waddle a little bit more. But I think that's part of it. I think you know Waddle's under contract for the next four years. You know, because uh, he's a free agent at year's end, so maybe they're trying to help themselves financially a little bit. I, I would hate to think that, Mike, because I mean, if you're if you're if you're not being as productive as I, I just can't see that. It, you know, if you've got a player that that can be productive for you, well, why and, are they not throwing it to him? I, I mean, don't know. He's got two not. touchdowns all season as well. Um, you know, we we talk about this. I mean, he's a guy that and I was throwing expecting a smite, right? Out they're, and they're, they're throwing to Shaheen when he's in there. You know? mm-hmm. They are. They are. Um, I I'm just not. They throw to them in a different way, though. Yes, right? yes. You know, what I'm saying is is a little bit down the field to a guy that can split, you know, split guys down the middle. I mean, you know, if, you're, if you've got Waddle on, on a crossing pattern and the safety's trying to cheat towards him and you have Gasicki going down the middle of the field, he should be able to win that battle quite a bit, you know. But, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because it was a real positive day. It's just, I'm, it's just curious, you know. It's curious to me. Well, yeah, that, you're you're nitpicking a little bit, but I mean, justifiably so. I mean, these yeah. are these are honest questions. Yeah, I mean, five, 15 catches over a five game period to a guy that I think is much more talented than that, and zero touchdowns over the last five games. Mm-hmm. I mean. Listen, we're on a four-game winning streak, right? I'll get back to that. We're still winning games, but I think that, you know, you have to incorporate him into your offense. He has to be a playmaker. He just does, especially in the red zone, you know. Um, they, they, well, somebody has to help Waddle because he can't do it all by himself. Exactly. I mean, Mike, look at Waddle's numbers in comparison, especially with touchdown receptions. I mean, how many touchdown receptions does he have now? you know, this season. I don't know, to be honest with you. Yeah, let me look that up as we're, as we're talking here. But um, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. 
But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 in any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, overall yesterday, the coaching staff did a great job. I mean, you know, Flores, I think, has these guys in a good place. Um, the defense, I mean, you know, I, I'm just at a loss with that, Mike, you know, in regard to this being the same defense. That, well, they, you know, they turned up the heat, Lou. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did. They turned up the heat. You know, they were they were one and seven and they got in their little office and they said, what can we do? And somebody must have said, well, let's get back to who we are. Right. I mean, but I mean, shit, you know seven, eight games into the season. I it mean, took a while, but, you know, I mean, I don't know why they were less aggressive to start the season, but they were. Very frustrating. It really, yeah. it really is. Um, you know, Waddle's got 77 catches for the season with four touchdowns. It might, it might simply be because the corners weren't very healthy. It's possible. It's possible. I don't know. All I can tell you is, is that even when they had their – their starting defense, and they they were not playing up to par. They just weren't in some of the games earlier on, and it's going to come back to bite us in the ass because I felt that, you know, if the defense had played at the level they've been playing at over the last month, some of those games would have definitely been won. You know, the Atlanta game, yeah, no the Jacksonville doubt. game. Yeah, sure. And you're in a much better position. I mean, you know, you flip a couple of those games, Mike, and, you know, you're looking at a 7-5 and five record. Yeah, I said to somebody else, because, you know, he said we lost three games by eight points or something like that. And, you know, and that's the NFL. I mean, that's, you know, every team can look down their schedule and say the same thing. You know, we lost a couple of games. We really could have won had we been able to make another play or two. Yep. Mike, listen, there, there's games all over the league. We watch it every week where you're just in shock. Yeah, I mean Jacksonville beat Buffalo, right? I mean, yeah. there's games like that every single week. So and you don't think the Buffalo fans are saying, you know, if we would have beat them and we should have beat them, you know, it, exactly. we wouldn't have New England uh, <laughs> above us now, you know? Exactly. I mean, so you know, the NFL, you know, a four-game winning streak, regardless of who you play up against, is 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 a good thing. You know, it's a very positive. It's a great thing, thing for a young team. It is. There's no question about it. Um, you know, so, you know, going forward, you know, you've got, you've got the Giants coming up at home and you got a bye week and then you got the Jets coming up at home. The two very, very winnable games. I mean, you know, you win these next two and you're right back in the mix of things, you know, down the stretch there with the last three games to play. So, you know, there's some optimism, you know, I mean, we can't do anything with what, what was done early on, but, um, you know, we can do some really, really good things going forward. Um, you know, so let's just hope that, uh, you know, we, we, we continue to see the progression of Tua and some of these other players. Now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. I know sure. you were very critical of Tua early in the season. Mm -hmm. After these last two games, do you feel any differently? Um, I feel... <laughs> I, I feel that with how they're playing, how their offense is being run right now, I, I feel confident in the fact that he can get the job done, okay? And I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think that if you think that Tua is going to be a guy that can carry 
your team, you know, over and over again, when you get into an offensive battle with somebody, I think we're going to have problems at that point. Um, if you're, if you're expecting, now he's throwing the ball a lot, Mike, but he's throwing the ball to where it's a controlled offense. Yes. Um, they're very quick reads. They're, they're actual first reads, you know, a lot of the time that's mm-hmm. thus, thus the, you know, the average per reception thing. I think him and Waddle have a nice chemistry right now. I feel that going forward, especially when we go up against a team like New England and you know how Belichick is, he's going to take Waddle out of the game. He's going to have to do things that are basically second reads. He's going to have to create plays on his own. Am I confident in him to do that at this point? No, I'm not. Now, he's progressed incredibly since last year. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned. He has. Um, He's so much more comfortable. He's he's more comfortable. Um, I think that he still has to have an understanding of what's sitting in front of him at times. Um, When he did get hit, um, I believe it was the linebacker that was sitting right at the line of scrimmage when he got hit and fumbled early on in the game. You know, our offensive line has a lot to do with the fact that he rushes passes. Um, I think that there was a pass early in the game where he kind of floated it out to Gasecki when he was out in the flat. He's got to throw a bullet there like he does from time to time. Uh, I didn't understand why there was no air under it. It was bad mechanics. It took forever to get there, and Gasicki wound up getting two, three yards when he may have been able to go for seven, eight, or ten yards if the ball was out there immediately. You know, he's getting better. He's getting better. And as long as the defense plays as well as they have, and as long as he's got a guy like Waddle and, say, Parker coming back, and he's got some guys to work with, I think that he can manage a football game and win us football games because he's proven that he can do that. You know, I think he's still got a long way to go, Mike, you know, in, in all fairness. to Well, uh, in his first 16 starts, he's 9-7. and seven. Right. I, and, Mike, listen, I, I get the numbers. I get it. Okay? I do. I get the numbers. I get, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the so completion percentage. Is he, he's doing enough to... Now to yes. you know put the team in a, in a winning situation as long as he's got that defense playing at the level that they should be playing at right and he's not hurting you you know right. you know in the Jacksonville game in the Atlanta game he hurt us he threw right. some he threw some really bad passes that in the end were costly you know the interception in the end zone against Atlanta you know you get three points there and it's a whole different yeah. game at the end but and that's going to happen from time to time it is going to quarterbacks every, throw interceptions every quarterback in the NFL throws interceptions and makes mistakes absolutely but every quarterback also deals with pressure you know right. we watched it yesterday or last night in the in the Mayfield game you know the Brown game i mean the guy was getting pressured he was on pummeled. a he was, he was getting pummeled. pummeled. He was getting beat up. He's already beat up. He was and, limping. His elbow was bleeding. <laughs> you and know, Mike, was, that's one of the better offensive lines. Yeah. People, when we talk about the Dolphins having the worst offensive line in football, yes, that is the case. But there's 10 other teams that grade-wise are very, very close, okay? And they deal with it on a consistent basis. Okay, Herbert dealt with it all day yesterday against Denver. They were killing him. They pressured him at least 20 of his 30-some-odd passes that he threw. The bottom line is this, is that Tua is playing at a good level, but let's not blame the offensive line and the receivers because I'll tell you what, if he's completing 28 to 31 passes, that means the damn receivers are catching the footballs, right? You know, Waddle's getting open. So, it, you know, it's, it's team effort. You know, we're not going to blame Tua for everything that goes on, but we're not going to praise him for everything that goes on either on that offensive side. Let it's me just read you something. Game. Go ahead. The Dolphins' offensive line, this is pass blocking. Yes. Uh, 49-8. The Giants okay. are next at 50.1. The Panthers are next at 50.3. The Vikings are next at 50.8. Okay, so that's four four teams within one point of each other. Exactly. That's my point. And look at Minnesota. Now, Kirk Cousins is not a, you know, we'll use him as an example. He's not a mobile guy. Right. But their passing game is pretty damn good. So, 
you, you, you hit it right on the button, Mike. And I guarantee you there's six more teams that, that are within two or three point, you know, points of our offensive line. There's not that big a differential. I really well, you know, don't think Seattle has a bad line. Atlanta has a bad line. Tennessee Titans have a bad line yeah. uh, in comparison. And I'm only talking pass blocking. Pass not blocking. blocking. Yes, right. yes, yes. And Houston Texans are down there as well. So th- those are your bottom eight teams. Right. And they're all within a couple of points right. of each exactly. other. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you know, that's that's why we say what we say. Quarterbacks get hit. That You know, because eight, eight teams is a, a quarter of the league. So, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's a quarter of a league. And then if you go up another, you know, six, you know, seven, Mike, I don't think there's a major, major difference. I mean, there's not, so, there, there's there, not. there really isn't. So with all that being said, you know, at this point, I mean, God, we talked about, you know, you, you, you posed the question and, um, you know, in a long round and about way, we brought up a lot of points in regard to Tua. I mean, he's, he's the focal point, Mike. And I said in the preview show uh, prior to this game that going forward, all of our young guys have to show us what they're made of. Tua is showing that. Um, you know, at this point, if you asked me, are you fine with him going into next season? Um, a lot depends on what he does over these next five games. And then at the end of the year, I'll say, yes, right now, if I was to base it on the last couple of games, I'd say, yeah, I'd be okay with him coming back because they're starting to, you know, gel as an offense completely. Uh, does he have a lot of shortcomings still? Absolutely. Um, you know, so let's see what he does going forward. And then at the end of the year, you know, we'll say, hey, you know, we've got a guy that, you know, can manage this team can win you football games, um, you know, do enough to not hurt you. He's not hurting us in any way, shape, or form, Mike, of late. He really isn't. Um, the Buffalo game, I felt he, he played poorly. Um, you know, well, his, Buffalo tends to make quarterbacks play poorly. It, it, Mike, but it was more so the throws. It was more so the inability to, to, to know what was being called on the field and running. Yep. And, and, and recognizing, you know, the plays. You know, I mean, they were a total mess in that game. Since then, I think that they've done an extremely good. He's done an extremely good job going forward. I think he's played. He's played pretty well over the last three weeks. You know, a lot, a lot of completions. Um, no, no big mistakes. You know, he, I think he threw an interception in the Jet game that kept him around a little bit. But um, you know, in the Raven game and in this game, he's been pretty damn good. And uh, they're two pretty good teams. I don't think Flores has beaten Buffalo yet. Well. You know, we're not going to we're not going to beat him this year, Mike, unless we play him in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's a long, long, yeah, long, we, long road. We have a nine percent chance of getting there still. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's Crazy. after winning four in a row. But, you know, that's what happens when you start off one and seven. You know, they, they started out at one percent. So, yep. well, we'll see what happens. I mean, that percentage, that percentage will go up. Over the next uh, couple of games, if we continue to win, I exactly. mean, teams are losing, Mike. Right. Uh, and Buffalo you know, and New England play each other twice yet. Yep. Every, Starting next week. Everybody plays each other. These other divisions, I mean, you look at that, that Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland division. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you know, those teams all play each other down the stretch. Um, somebody's got to lose, yeah. right? We, yeah. All we got to do is keep winning. Um, you know, Tennessee is, you know, they're, they're falling by the wayside. They do not look good at all. Pittsburgh does not look good at all. I mean, they've got some issues there. And again, all those, it's Cleveland looked horrible last night. You know, it's going to be interesting. Seven teams make the playoffs from the AFC, right? I mean, you know, that's the bottom line. I mean, you know, there's, there's 16 teams and, you know, seven of them are going to make the playoffs. So, you know, you've got to do a little bit more than some of these other teams. I mean, the other division in the West, you got Kansas City, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, Mike, all separated by one game in the standings. One game. Three teams at six and five, one at seven and four. All play each other. Somebody's got to lose those games. All right, Lewis. Uh, you know, we, we came into the game and we, we both thought we were going to lose, and the team. Really performed well. 
much better than I thought they were going to because I, I, I expected Carolina's defense to give them a bit of a struggle. I mean, we have most of our receivers out. And, uh, you know, Tua being a young guy, I really thought they'd be able to give them some trouble, but they didn't. And uh, you got to give credit to the coaching staff. You know, we've been on them a little bit this year, and I think now you have to give them some credit. 110%. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, the, the wrinkles that they threw in on offense, Mike, they're, they're big. You know, they're big. You know, running outside on third downs and, you know, getting the ball to the tight end in the flat and you know that those type of things that extended drives are so important you know they're they're important you have to get creative the nfl you know you can't go out there and do the same thing you do week in and week out especially when it's not successful and that we we get into this you know into this situation where we're just doing the same things over and over again and they're just not successful well as long Uh, as they keep winning over and over again i'm good with it that's exactly right. I mean, you know, they, you know, the, you look at the numbers yesterday, running the football and the, the, the completions and all they are numbers. I mean, you know, can they, can they continue, can they maintain winning games doing that? I, I doubt it. But the bottom line is, is that they did what they had to do yesterday and going forward, that's all you have to do. All you have to do is win, baby, win. You know, I've said this before, and I think it's appropriate again. Uh, They're running a very controlled offense, especially when the defense is playing as well as they played last, you know, yesterday. Right, and it it helps the defense, Mike. I mean, early on, the three and outs just kill you. You know, you you go through the second quarter and the third quarter, and you're doing nothing but three and out. By the fourth quarter, your defense is spent. Spent. And, you know, of late, they've done a good job of at least holding on to the football and getting first down. 37 minutes and change. And that's, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. Absolutely. Controlled offense. They, you know, especially at our place, you know. Oh, yeah. The last two home games, Mike, I mean, you know, it gives you a little bit of um, hope going forward. You know, we, we looked horrible at home early on. And the last couple of games against two really good teams, uh, we've done a great job. All I can say is one of the most complete games they've played in a while, and it was great to see every single aspect: the quarterback play, the receiver play. You know, the the offensive line was much better. The defense was just incredible. The coaching was phenomenal. I mean, if there is if there is one other negative, you know, it's the penalties in the red zone again with our friggin' offensive linemen. They're so frustrated. Number 73, number 74. It's all start. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, you know, that kills you in the red zone. When we're playing against a team like New England at the end of the season, and, I mean, Lord knows it could come down to, you know, winning that football game and not winning it. Got a long ways to go before that matters. You know what? We, We absolutely do, but they have to. They have to clean that up, Mike. They cannot. You can accept a bad snap from your third string center. Okay. You can accept that. But the tackles making these holding calls in the red zone over and over and over again. I, I have a hard Full time starts. accepting that. Yeah. You, you've got to be disciplined inside the red zone. If not. Austin Jackson. Yeah. In time, Mike. Go ahead. It makes me crazy. That's all. You know, the, these guys are professionals. They're not you know, high school kids. They have to. Be disciplined and know where they can maybe get away with a hold and when they can't. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Eichenberg, he's been a starter since day one. Austin Jackson, a starter since day one, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Hunt, pretty much a starter since day one. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you got to see these guys getting better week to week. You know, we talked about the last six games. Now we're going to talk about the last five games. And then next week, it'll be the last four games. This is what we need to see from the team. We need to see Van Ginkle. Wilkins continues to play well. Phillips had a fantastic game. He was impressive. Uh, you know, Holland, another interception. This is He was impressive. Mike, you know, this is what we need. Yeah. This is what we have to have. It's the difference between winning and losing. And somebody, you know, somebody got on uh, 
Xavier and Howard, and uh, they they were unhappy with this play yesterday. Now, granted, he got beat for a long touchdown. I get that. But stop looking at his grade in PFF because Howard's asked to do something that most cornerbacks are not asked to do, and that's cover the other team's best receiver without any help whatsoever. All day long. All day long. It's just not fair to judge him by that because it's not an equal playing field. He's he's the reason we can play the difference, the defense that we play. Uh, him and Jones. Jones. Yep. I mean, they get on these guys, Mike. Wait. Wait until they're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, it's inevitable. Yep. You know, they're not going to be here at some point. Then you're going to go and say, oh, my God, these guys stink. <laughs> they stink. They can't cover anybody. They get beat on a consistent basis for touchdowns. Yeah, we've seen base. it. We've lived it. Jason we've Allen, it. remember him? <laughs> There's a million guys you can, you know, listen. You know, you go back to the season where X-Man was hurt and Needham was out there as a rookie, you know, just trying to cover the other team's best guy. Yep. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a major drop-off. And, you know, it's just crazy that people complain, you know. I mean, it, it's justifiable only to an extent. Right. You know, I mean. You have to look at the whole picture before you start criticizing, that's all. And I think sometimes people have trouble doing that. Even we, we, we do it sometimes, you know. Of course. It's natural. But it's all you got to do is watch football games and see what who, who changes games around. I mean. X-Man suckered Newton in the throw in that, that pass, and it was picked off. I mean, the guy's still productive. I mean, how many times do teams throw at him over the course of the game? And, you know, he, he picks passes off. That's what you want. And he's I mean, getting fumbles. He's stripping the ball. He's doing things that he needs to do. Look at the Baltimore game. I mean, what a play. You yeah. know, he strips the ball. And then and then picks it up and looks like a running back and runs it in. That's a game changer right there. Yep. Enough of the complaints. You know, that's what you want. <laughs> if you're you know, complaining I mean, about Howard, you're looking in the wrong direction. There's other people to complain about. Austin Jackson, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's justifiable. All you got to do is watch a football game and see who's making plays in crucial times. That's the bottom line. You know, and, and that's what it's going to take for this team to get to where they need to be, whether it be this season or next season. You know, they have to have playmakers on both sides of the football that at crunch time make plays, not to where they come out and they look great on the first series of a game. And then we fall behind by 10 points and we look good at the end of the game in a comeback situation. They have to be making plays over the course of four quarters. This is what we did yesterday. On both sides of the football, the defense over and over again. And Landon Roberts with that tackle that he made, right? Yeah. Holland an interception. Uh, you know, X-Man with the interception. The sacks, you know, the pressure, the hitting, the, the bogging down of McCaffrey in the first half. All of these things are factors in winning your football game. And they were dominant yesterday, Mike. They could have won by – they could have won 40 to And we talked yesterday. about that during the game. Yeah. You know, this I mean, a, a nine-point swing, you know, a six-point swing, whatever it was. Yeah, six points and then the missed yep. extra point. I mean, throw those seven on top of what we scored right. yesterday. Then you talk and that's 40 to 10. Score. Yep. Right. Take three away from them because we basically handed them that. I mean, a bad snap should never happen in the NFL. I don't care if you're a third stringer or not, Mike. Um, but, it, you know, the bottom line is this, is that even with those mistakes, we were still able to win by 23 points. Now, could we have won 40 to 7? Absolutely. You know, the, those couple of mistakes were the difference. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. You still dominated. It, they didn't come back to bite us in the ass. And that that's the true measure of a good football team, Mike. You know, when you lose games because of one or two plays, you always go back and say, ah, you know, we, you know, we, we we could have won this football game. No, you win despite those couple of mistakes because over the course of a game, that's going to happen. You know, we got burnt on a long pass yesterday. Uh, we had a bad snap that resulted in, a, you know, a, a field goal going to them instead of us. We overcame those things, and that's what Which is what you need do. to do. That's right. Absolutely. You don't look at games and say, ah, you know, those couple of penalties really really cost us the game no 
you have to overcome. You know, if you have a first and 15, you have to make plays to pick up the first down anyway. You have to overcome diversity. The other team's trying to beat you. You know, this isn't just a one-way street. You know, it, it's coming right at you. Full throttle in the NFL. Full and, throttle. You can't make excuses. You know, you have to you have to be up to the challenge. And if it becomes a bigger challenge, you have to get bigger in those. You moments. have to rise to the occasion. And that's what they're doing right now. They're doing they're doing a great job. And um, you know, let's just hope that uh, you know, that we continue on this strength. No string, no let ups. You know, we, we should with Mike. I'll tell you what, we're going to get healthier on the offensive side. Just don't ask me for any predictions, that's all. <laughs> well, we got to do it. It is what it yep. is. It's part of, it's part of the preview uh, show. Well, all right. Well, we'll worry about it Wednesday. Yep. And I've got it. I've got the prediction already in, in my head. So uh-huh. You hold on to it. Worried about it. You hold on yeah. to it. All right. all right. Lewis, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I know it's been a long day, and uh, everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it, and uh, please leave your comments, leave your likes, do what you got to do. Uh, get, you know, we'd love to, well, love to hear the comments and the criticisms and uh, the positivity and whatever, whatever you got to say. But again, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back Wednesday to uh, take a look at the New York Giants. Until then. I hope everybody had, Mike, I'm sorry. Uh, I hope everybody had a happy Oh, definitely. Too. I don't remember if we if we address that on the previous show but uh happy holidays to everyone me and mike get caught up in the game sometime and uh, yeah we do you know all the listeners out there hope everybody had a, a happy thanksgiving and um uh, hopefully your christmas shopping and and everything goes well over the next few weeks because it's going to be busy time for everybody and the fact that uh, the listeners you know are going to take the time to listen to us through these holidays uh, we truly, truly appreciate that. Definitely. You know, everybody's uh, busy. Ha- ha- yeah. Everybody has a busy schedule yeah. this time of year. So thanks. Thanks to all. All right. Appreciate it. Fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dolphins. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the pigskin podcast network check out these sites guys there's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy all right until next time be well and take care